welcome back to our next edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, partly broadcasting from Akoe, Florida, USA, planet Earth. And before we get started, we want to welcome everyone to uh, Facebook Live, and uh, we hope uh, that this will work out. And uh, let us know how this interview sounds. We hope that it'll sound great. My guest today is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, Mr. Julian Foucault-Perone. And we're so honored and blessed to have Julian calling us today from beautiful Denver, Colorado, to tell us all about his music. He is actually a vocalist and keyboardist in a band, 21 Taras, and they're taking a break, and he has some great music. And first of all, Julian, it's a pleasure and honor that you could join me today. And we want to talk all about this new album and this new great music you have. But first of all, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about where your love and passion for music comes from. Sure. Well, firstly, I want to say thanks, Mike. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and listening in. Um, basically, I started, uh, I'm from Anchorage, Alaska, and I actually moved, um, I moved to Denver about 2014. So when I, when I first got in, I actually met the guys from 21 Tara's uh, actually, before I arrived in Denver, I met them. So we've been talking for a bit. And then as soon as I got into Denver, um, we actually did our first like couple practices. And right after that, we did our first show. So it was like just right out the gun with 21 Taras. So it's kind of been um, like that ever since. So it's like a good time just to kind of focus in on something else and but, uh, yeah, that's how it really started for me as far as Denver. You know, I was, I was playing music in Alaska, but there wasn't a ton of venues there that really suited kind of my musical endeavor, endeavors um, that I was trying to explore. So, and, and it, with family and moving around, so it ended up being in Denver anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of been my start. Um, basically looking for, like, rock music and experimental psychedelic music um but really every genre is kind of something that i try to tap into when i can uh, great, uh, Julian. And I want to talk about uh, this music and this album. And first of all, I want to say I really enjoy this music, and this is re- re- really good. I really, really enjoyed that. And one thing, you describe your music as psychedelic bedroom rock pop. Now, I don't know exactly what that is. However, those words combined with what I'm hearing really kind of describes it. So can you tell us what psychedelic bedroom rock pop is? Yeah, sure. I, I, you know, it's kind of a term that I didn't really coin, but I kind of seen some people talking about like bedroom pop is kind of like a genre that the way I see it is kind of like musicians um, writing, producing and, and recording, mixing all of their own music from within their bedroom setup or, or a basement or within their own studio. And that's not necessarily um, indicative of, of the whole story, but it certainly seemed to capture a, a good side of what's going on with what I'm doing um, because I have I have a full studio set up in my basement and I record everything myself I mix it all um, and write it just while I'm down there so as I thought I'd never really heard of bedroom rock pop so I kind of added in my own twist to the bedroom pop moniker um, but that's kind of my understanding of it Great. Uh, so, uh, Julian, we mentioned that you're working on this new uh, this new album, and you actually just released it this Saturday. Is that right? 
Yeah, it was just just released July 11th. Oh, great. Uh, so when we talk about uh, songwriting, so first of all, that with these songs, did you do all the songwriting yourself then? or I did, yes. Okay. So what is your process as far as songwriting goes? I mean, is there a certain time of the day? I mean, is there certain things that inspire you to write? Or? Um, you know, honestly, with with uh, the flexibility and, like, the freedom of having a home studio, I think that really allowed me to explore this creative process even more because it's not like you have to have a set, you know, you're renting out certain time at a, a studio or, or like, you know, you got to be mentally prepared, like, okay, I'm going in at 6 o'clock and making this, whether I'm ready or not. And so I think it's really adapted well to my creative style, being able to just wake up. And, and there's plenty of times where I'll, I'll just be up at 2 a.m. and I'm just, like, <laughs> sitting in bed. and like, you know, I'm actually going to work on this song right now. So it really, the free-flowing nature uh, really adapts itself well to a home studio. And that's kind of my process is just whenever I'm, interested and that's the only time i'm going to be down here making something it's never really forced um or like you know i mean it's some some extent you kind of have to you know not let yourself just only do it when you're inspired and you kind of have to force that in, inspiration to come too but that's generally how my process goes oh so i i mean do you like at, at other points of the day or other times get you know ideas for songs or just pieces of songs that you know you bring when you do get to your home studio or definitely yeah i mean there's times like i find at least when i'm when i'm not working there's times where i can write right when i wake up and it, it seems to be obviously when i'm at my freshest uh, but there's times too when i think especially for psychedelic music, it almost lends itself nicely when you're getting off late at night or, like, you know, coming home late. You're still kind of tired. I think that uh, almost the delirium kind of adds to some of the songwriting in a way. So it, it just kind of almost feels different songs, whether you're working in the morning or night or sometime in the afternoon. But I'm definitely always coming up with stuff uh, while I'm out and about, and I try to take it in there with me. But a lot of times, you know, you never know. Sometimes it's turns into a totally different thing than what you started with. So, uh, Julian, for you, you're in a unique position that you have a, a home studio. So, I mean, how do you necessarily record these songs? Do you get like a, like a basic track of or keyboards or guitar or vocal? Is that it to get that down? Or Honestly, I mean, that's, that's part of the freedom, too, is that there's times where maybe I'll start with uh, a bass line and not even, you know, I don't even have drums yet. I'll start with maybe a foundation or, or like a keyboard part, and I'll just kind of record that as a demo, and then maybe build the rest of the song around it, throw in some bass or guitars or, you know, additional keyboards, vocals, and then I might go back and refine some of those parts that I had started with. So, but there's never really a set, like, okay, I got to start with drums, and which I think is unique because a lot of times, at least from my experience, um, I know that, you either track as a full band or you're tracking drums first, drums or bass, and you get that rhythm. But a lot of times I, I don't really start with the rhythm. I kind of start with the main idea, the main focus, and I'll try to build around it and refine it. Oh, wow. So, I mean, 
You mentioned that, you know, you don't necessarily start with a particular uh, in- instrument, but I mean, when you, when you do have it in your mind, do you sometimes not necessarily jump ahead, but say, oh, well, this bass has got to be this way, or this has got to be that way, or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, there's times where, and, and there's even, to comment on that, there's times even where I'll maybe start on one instrument and be writing the song, and then I'll just say, okay, well, you know, this is actually meant for a guitar or vice versa. So, I mean, yeah, I'm always thinking ahead to the other instruments, but sometimes you kind of have to, at least for me, I have to try to focus on one thing at a time. And it's really hard to, to not just start thinking on everything, but it definitely, definitely is pretty free, free flowing between all the instruments. Oh, so, um, so did we, we mention that, uh, you know, that you record all, all the instruments or you have other people record the instruments or, no, for for the most part, I, I, everything on the album is uh, is me playing and singing, um, with the exception of the saxophone. I had a musician come in and hi, uh, he sent me some tracks actually um, online, so I didn't actually get to work with him in person. But we kind of like collaborated with the saxophone. But every other instrument uh, was just me playing. So with that, uh, Julian, is does that work like all on like layers that you you put some one down and then you play play o- over that, or how does that work then? Yeah, no, it, it's definitely layers. I think that's a that's a good way to describe my creative process. Is there's a lot of layers. Sometimes I, I self admittedly add too many layers and I got to strip them back. So, but yeah, it, it's it's usually. Um, I'll just keep stacking on top of stuff and then maybe go back to a particular layer and then either refine it or just remove it entirely if it's not needed. But in the end, they all, all the layers kind of end up building to this final piece, and then it makes it a lot clearer to know which kind of layers are necessary and which ones not so much. So we want to talk, Julian, about this uh, album. So first of all, uh, what was the name of it? Um, it's called Dreamland. Oh, and any particular interesting story or how you came up with that? Um, kind of the during the time where I was writing the album or like, you know, kind of thinking about making something uh, on my own, it, I've been having a lot of weird dreams or just sort of not necessarily nightmares, but just things that were very much in pieces. And when you wake up, you know, you know what I'm talking about? You get that feeling where you're just like, I don't really know what just happened, but you kind of remember things in little fragments. And I just remember a lot of times I wouldn't even know what the dreams were. or like They were very, um, very fluid. There wasn't a lot of like concrete information. There's just like certain emotions that I would feel um, or, you know, I could remember those strongly when I woke up and not a lot of other details. So I wanted to make an album. I thought it'd be interesting to kind of put that same mentality into an album where it kind of flows between, between a bunch of different genres and a bunch of different ideas, but kind of leaves you with different um, emotions at certain parts. And, and those are the things that I really tried to pull into the, into the music there. So that's kind of the origin of the name. 
Okay, you know what, Julian, that sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break, and we will be back. My guest today from beautiful Denver, Colorado, is Julian Fulco Perone, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer, and we're so blessed and honored to have Julian here to talk about his great music. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth, and please stay with us for our next segment of this edition of our program today. to our next segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, partly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today is Mr. Julian Fulco Perone, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer from beautiful Denver, Colorado. He is also in a band called 21 Taras, where he is the uh, vocalist and keyboard player there. But today we are celebrating his uh, new album 
and these great songs that he has. Again, my guest is Julian uh, Folco Perone. And Julian, pleasure, honor that you could join me today. Thanks so much. We truly uh, do appreciate it. We truly are blessed and honored. Thanks so much. Okay, Julian. So I want to talk about, you know, some of these uh, nice songs our audience has been listening to. So the first one, well, I like them all, but the first one is Swamp Stomp. Can you tell us about this song? Yeah. So, you know, that song started with actually, um, that's actually, since we're talking about layers, the something I started with was guitar on that song, and, and it ended up turning into mostly a bass-driven song. And Something interesting about it is the, the reason it kind of has this murkiness and sort of dark tonality to it is because I finished the entire track without vocals, just so the full in- instrumental, and I actually slowed it down before I added all my vocals and, and some of the effects. So what you you know it kind of gives it a little bit of a dark undertone. Um, yeah, the song's kind of just about feeling like you're even though you're moving, you feel like you're in the same spot, kind of like you're trudging through a swamp. Um, and it was kind of just some emotions I was feeling at the time, and I thought it'd be a good one to try to pull from. Okay. And another song we have is You Can't Stop a Dreamer. Can you tell us about this song? Yeah, so that one, um, pretty similar again, you know, with the layers, uh, very keyboard-driven, um, but, but I still... This one is kind of heavily influenced by Todd Rundgren. There's a lot of his 70s stuff that I just was falling in love with at the time, uh, like A Wizard, A True Star, that album, and uh, some of the other ones he did around that time, early 70s. Um, it's just kind of a, an organ-led, sort of more of an aggressive tone to it as well, probably the angriest song on the album. Just kind of, It's just kind of about really not letting anything stand in your way, um, and even when your visions are a little too big for some people to really grasp. Uh, you got to still see them through, and, and that's exactly what I did with this album. Oh, okay. And another one is Lost at Sea. Can you tell us about this one? Okay, so that's another one that's um, about... That one's a little more like... Um, it's similar to Swamp Stomp in the tonality of the lyrics where you're kind of in the same spot, Um or actually, I guess it's more of the opposite of Swamp Stomp, really, where it's kind of like you're, you don't really know where you're headed, but you're, you're moving very quickly, but you don't, you don't know in what direction. You know, you're essentially lost at sea. Um, so it's kind of one that's uh, very keyboard-driven, um, just kind of more of a fun, playful song, probably the most playful on the album, just kind of upbeat. Um, and so it's definitely something I wanted to play with, a, little, a lot of major tones, but with very dark lyrics. I like doing those sort of combinations. Oh, okay, so so those are uh, three of the songs. So these three songs are on this uh, album, then, right there. Yes. Yep. Oh well, that 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 that's great. Uh, so I mean, with these all these these songs that you had, on the, was there a certain process? I mean, did you have a an excess of songs, or did you just have record the right amount for the album? Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, it kind of just started, honestly, Swamp Stomp was the first song I really started with uh, for this project, and that one kind of honestly dictated the rest of where they would go. Um, They all kind of go in different directions, but it kind of set the tone at least for a certain sound and and appearance I wanted to have with the songs. 
Um, and I, I'd say, honestly, I really only had like one or two songs that I didn't use, and the rest of them ended up on the album. And it's just because I thought the other songs never really went. They just didn't end up working out, essentially. So I just kind of ended with the last song, whichever, I can't even remember what song I ended with, but um, it just felt like the right amount. So I just didn't decide to add any more, you know, just called it good at that point. Oh, okay. So now, uh, Julian, uh, I mean, as far as, you know, you performing th this music uh, anywhere, have you had a chance yet to, to get out and perform this, all this, sir? So, you know, with Denver, like a lot of places, Denver's pretty close still, and there's not a lot. I mean, there are some venues opening up, but right now, you know, it's definitely something I'm, I'm wanting to do, but I have not yet to get out and perform anywhere at all since everything's closed down. It's just going to be, for me, I want to find the right way to perform this since it is such a layered piece. It's like essentially a one-man band, and I want to have some other people collaborating with me to make it a real live performance and just kind of bring it to life a little bit since it is so layered. So definitely going to take some time to figure it out. But it, so it's definitely more of an, an album listening experience for now. So, I mean, it's exciting to you, Julian, to think about, you know, all this music you've performed yourself, but to have a live band, to have someone else uh, performance, uh, perf performing it is cool, too. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've got some friends that I've been wanting to work with for a while, and maybe even some of the guys within uh, 21 Taras, you know, that we could maybe perform with. I, I like the idea, too, of having sort of a revolving door of musicians coming in and playing these as far as, at least as far as a live setting is, uh, goes, because then we can kind of just play with different people. It gives me a chance to kind of see other people's perspective on the music and other takes. It's going to be pretty free, you know, I want to see their interpretations it's not going to be like okay this is how the baseline goes this is how this goes you know i want people to just kind of pick up the essence of the song and carry it out how they see fit oh great so i mean before all this pandemic and, and things you were performing within 20 with 21 taras then or yeah yeah we actually um so our, i think our last show was i can't remember january 12th or 13th or something like that so we had performed this year um, which is a little bit before the pandemic had hit, but we uh, we performed at the Bluebird Theater here. That's uh, a venue in Denver, and um, that was our first headline of that venue, so it was pretty exciting for us. Um, but, yeah, at that time, we, just right after that, we were pretty much ready to just, you know, we've been going at it for about six years straight, so we're ready to just kind of take a break, and it just so happened to coincide with all the pandemic stuff going on and just haven't really had chance to do much else since then. Oh, but I mean, for you, having that home studio then is re really a lifesaver. I mean, that that really gives you a lot of creative creative freedom, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a good time to write an album, I'll tell you that. Oh, okay. Uh, so speaking of the album, so now that it, you know, it's been out since Saturday, uh, where is it available then? available everywhere like as far as streaming goes all your main you know spotify and, uh, google play youtube all that stuff uh, i also have a website at my band camp it's just julian .bandcamp.com. Um so you can if you search pretty much you search my name you're going to find it anywhere you look 
Oh, great. Uh, so, so yeah, we'll have to keep uh, an eye out uh, for that. So you mentioned about, you know, not all the s- songs, most of the songs got on this album. So then are the other songs going to be on the next album? or? No, I don't think so. I think they kind of still fit within the time frame and the mindset of the last or of this particular release. So sometimes I do carry over songs if it feels right but i don't think anything that i'm scrapping at this point is going to be saved it's just kind of more ideas um they were never even more than like you know demos at this point so i don't think those are going to carry on but i already do have another album in the works that i'm hoping to actually release before the end of this year Oh, great. And now the question, uh, Julian, is do you have any desire, and it's okay if you don't, to record any cover songs? You know, I've thought about that. Definitely some songs that uh, have stuck out to me over the years as being potential candidates. I think it really just comes down to being on the right the right project and the right fit, or maybe even just being a single within itself. It might actually be the easier way to make that work but no i'm definitely not opposed to it when uh when the right song comes along oh so i mean with the i mean with you when we're you know performing out with 21 towers was there cover music or was that all original music too oh we were definitely doing some covers here and there i mean there was a fun we had this song called sleep softly uh with 21 towers it's off the last album change um and that song was definitely inspired by the band Queen, so we thought it'd be very fun to sort of entangle our live performance of that song with a Queen song. So halfway through Sleep Softly, it transitions nicely into uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. So we went in and we started playing you know, the first you know, few minutes, I guess, essentially, up until the, the crazy Galileos, which we're not going to do live. But we went all the way up to that point and, you know, transition, transitioned back into Sleep Softly. So there's definitely moments where there's cover songs and it's something we're always open to. We like to kind of throw it into our own songs in a way, almost like a medley. Okay, Julian, you know what? That sounds great. What we are going to do is we are going to take a quick break and we will be back for our very last segment of this edition of our program today. My guest today is Julian Fulco Perone, who's a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer from Denver, Colorado. And we're so glad that Julian is here to tell us about his new album and tell us about all this great music he has. Thanks so much, Julian. You are listening to the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America, as always, probably broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, Planet Earth, and please stay with us for a very last segment of this edition of our program today.
Well, welcome back to our very last segment of this edition of the Mike Care Radio Program, What's Up America? As always, proudly broadcasting from Ocoee, Florida, USA, planet Earth. My guest today from beautiful Denver, Colorado, is Julian Fulco Perone, who is a great singer, songwriter, musician, performer. And we are so blessed and honored that uh, Julian from beautiful Denver, Colorado, could be here to tell us all about his great music. So we want to thank uh, Julian so much. And we also want I want to thank each and every one of our radio listeners, podcast listeners, for being here today and sharing my love and passion for what I do, which is bringing you Julian's love and passion for what he does. And if you've got a guest idea, please let me know and we see, we'll see what we can definitely do. Again, my guest, Julian Fulco Perone and Julian, pleasure and honor. We're truly honored and blessed that you could be here today and tell us all about your great music. Thanks so much. We truly do appreciate it. Okay, Julian. So now I want to talk a little bit about your social media and your website. But before we do that, you know, we're, sure. we see uh, on Facebook all these like live performances. But I mean, have you yet? I mean, can you necessarily just being one person w- do like a live performance? Yeah, you know, I've been working with some of the songs to adapt them for that that same thing. Because even when I when things do open up, I want to go out and perform on my own these songs and i will be doing some covers as well so it is something i've been working on here trying to get the songs to more of a uh, so they're gonna be very different to say the least uh, but but it's definitely something that i have been working on and i will be look, uh, looking into moving forward i've yet to do any sort of live performances yet or even live like facebook live or anything like that yet but um but i'm actually getting a a piano down in the basement up into this next week. So I can definitely see some performances coming soon. Okay. And Julian, so do you have a website yet, sir? Um, we have one with 21 Taras, but I, right now it's just under my band camp. Okay. So, yeah, I could check there. And we, we do see that you have a, a fa- Facebook page for your, your, your music. I mean, it looks like you post a, a lot of information on there then. I do, yeah. So pretty much all my social media is, is really easy. It's just whatever site slash Julian Fulco Perone. So Facebook.com slash Julian Fulco Perone, Instagram slash. It's all going to be Julian Fulco Perone. And same thing with Bandcamp. It's just Julian Bandcamp. Uh, and you can find everything there. Okay. Now, as far as uh, YouTube, do you have any uh, videos that we could watch of you? Or I do. There's um, there's a couple covers actually from a long time ago, a few years ago. But then my most recent video is actually a uh, music video that I made for uh, Swamp Stomp, which was the first single for this album. It's actually a song we mentioned earlier. So uh, that that music video I shot entirely with Super 8 film, which is really something I've been getting into lately is, is like the film aspect of things and like actual film, not, ne- not necessarily just digital um, and playing with it. So there's a lot of intense uh, sort of color correction and like uh, color grading, I mean, and um, editing of the actual film by hand, ah, yeah. analog edit. Yeah, it's a really fun thing for me. Oh, yeah, good. yeah. That's what I wanted to play with. Yeah, I remember that, and and that reminded me, Julian. I understand that you're going to be releasing this album on vinyl. Is that correct? I do actually. As a matter of fact, I have some available ready now from my Bandcamp. If you you know again, JulianFolkoPeron.bandcamp.com. Uh, if you go there, you'll find um, there. I've got like a rough 
limited edition, probably like 15 more available. They're going pretty quick. So I probably got like maybe, maybe 10 to 15 more vinyls. So, um, yeah, that would be um, awesome for you guys to check out. Oh, great. Uh, so do you, are you planning on selling, you're selling vinyl, but are you planning on selling then CDs or? You know, that's funny. I was always CDs, but I'm not doing any CDs. I don't think I'll ever do a CD again, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's all right with me. It's just vinyl for me. Yeah. Vinyl and, and streaming. So it's the two, those are my two favorite anyway. Oh, great. And yeah, you, you mentioned that, uh, you know, th- that about that you were sent, uh, you know, a s- saxophone track. I mean, how do you feel about that? I mean, it seems like it worked out for you. But I mean, with something like that, when you say you have the final say, I mean, if if there's something that needs to be tweaked, I mean, the guy will redo it or change it or. Yeah, you know, the, the musician I worked with was very cool and very uh it was very much a collaborative process when it came to the saxophone, but honestly, it was kind of just, I, for the particular song in question, I, I kind of just would send him over a piece of music and kind of gave him a rough idea of what I wanted. And I really wanted him actually to just, you know, I don't know a ton about saxophone, but I know a little bit of what I wanted. So I kind of just let him freeform and let him play around with it. And it just ended up working perfectly. So in the future, it's definitely certain things. Like I like arranging specific string parts and I do like arranging horns, but at least for this particular project and this particular um, track that I had a saxophone on, I just wanted him to kind of have that freedom. So it was a very easy collaboration. Oh, is this something that you you might be doing again, or building a list of different musicians that have do parts that you're looking for? Or? There's certainly, yeah. I mean, uh, ever since like the start of this album and the last album I did, it's like I, I, I'm just very fascinated with orchestral instruments in a rock setting. It's something that has happened for a long time, but it it, it hasn't happened for a long time, you know. But it, it's like. The Beach Boys, Beatles obviously did that a ton, Electric Light Orchestra. So it's always something that's fascinated fascinated me since I started listening to those groups about how to arrange certain part orchestral parts for a rock setting. And so I've definitely been taking lists of some people that are great musicians and but another thing too is I like to just work with different people as often as I can. So who knows? It might be some of the same sax and some of the same horn players and um, strings that I have worked with before, but I'm just going to keep branching out and seeing other people's perspective, too. So, I mean, like with this uh, saxophone guy, did did you actually send him the, the, the track and then he played, like, layered it, or did he just send it in and then you put it on top of it, or...? You know, that's actually a really cool backstory with that because what I actually wanted to try was instead of me just sending him the track and saying, okay, here, you write to this, um, what I actually sent him wasn't the track at all. I sent him just something entirely different that was still within the same key and the same, like, sort of idea that I wanted, and then I just scrapped what I had sent him after he sent me the tracks, and I built my song around what he sent me. So it's just kind of like I wanted to take his track and build something around it so it was just something that i don't really do often but i thought it would be a cool idea for and the, the, the track in question we're talking about the opening song for dreamland is called welcome to dreamland 
that kind of started with I, it was it's more of a synth sort of drone sound with a saxophone solo a real jazzy sort of nasty sort of gnarly tone on top of it so initially i hadn't sent him the 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 track the synth track that you hear on the album today it was something entirely different Oh, so yeah, you. But I mean, like I said, you could always you could could have done that later. But yeah, you just wanted to see how it worked out, and it worked out good, huh? Exactly. Yep. Oh, great. Well, uh, Julian, we do really appreciate uh, your your time. And uh, so, I mean, for for now, then you have this album, and then your your plans are. I mean, do you have any pre production for for this new album yet, or? Yeah, um, so I've recently I've recently moved. Um, I still live in Denver, but I've moved um, into a different area of Denver, and it's something through the pandemic. That new passion of mine is, is uh, gardening and dealing with a lot of house plants. So there's a lot of music that I've been writing that is very nature inspired. Very, um, it can be very free flowing, kind of Beach Boys esque sort of music. So I've already got maybe nine, ten songs in the works that are, um, I'm going to hope to release maybe uh, this fall. Oh, so, so yeah, we'll uh, look uh, forward uh, to all of them. Uh, okay, uh, Julian, we really do appreciate your uh, time. Any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to mention here? No, I just want to say thank you uh, for having me. I'm looking forward to maybe, you know, potentially talking with you again once I have some more material. But, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for Sure, definitely. My pleasure. Okay, Julian, one final time as far as your, your uh, you know, Facebook and your social media, what is the best way uh, to, to get a hold of you or to get to your social media? Yep. So any, all, all my social media, you can reach me at uh, just facebook.com slash Julian Fulco Perone or instagram.com slash Julian Fulco Perone. It's going to be Julian Fulco Perone. That's J-U-L-I-A-N. F-U-L-C-O-P-E-R-R-O-N. Um, and you can also find vinyl of this new uh, album, Dreamland, at julianfulcoperone.bandcamp.com. Okay, my guest has been Julian Foco Perone, and you've been listening to the Mike Kara radio program, What's Up America? And please catch us again next time. <laughs>